Check, check, check. Okay. Scarborough Dude, back at you. This time from uh, Cedar Brook Park in the uh, children's playground area. My favorite bench was occupied today. This is the park that's across the street from where I live, and today I got my walking poles out and said, Ken? you got to get out and get some exercise, man. So uh, that's what I did. But here I am, bench-sitting, talking to you. Uh, the first bench, right by the creek, is lovely. And there was a, a young woman there by the name of Habiba. And she was just lovely. And I, I approached the bench. She was at one end. And uh, I asked if she minded if I'd sit there. I promised not to bother her. And, of course, we eventually got into conversation. And uh, she was just lovely and just enjoying the beauty of Scarborough and the parks. And then she left and then an elderly, well, he looked elderly, uh, gentleman joined me from India originally, uh, recovering from brain surgery. So um, conversation was a little more limited. But uh, again, just sharing the beauty of the the trees, the creek where the ducks were swimming and... uh, he was talking about how we could never find a place like this in India, of course. But uh, anyway, moving on. I wanted to record, so I had to leave that bench and uh, find a new one. I'm going to try and slow down. I get a little speedy sometimes on these podcasts and fire away. and uh, I, <laughs> It's sometimes hard to control the flow or the uh, spew of words. So I don't really have any notes, uh, but I do know some of the things I want to share with you. Uh, the notes was the two words, Fabian. Fabian was the name of the uh, former bartender at the Only Cafe. A lot of people knew him. Uh, he works for Great Lakes Breweries, an artist doing design and so on. Works for them for a long time. Uh, still frequents the uh, only, but I don't know if he's working there anymore. But anyway, regardless. Uh, and the other name, well, of course, Johnny Never. <laughs> that is quite a name. Not his real name, but uh, the name he was using last night, Johnny Never. And a lovely young lady, also working for Great Lakes Brewery, called Sharla. And I said, Sharla, like... S-H-A-R-A, and she said, yeah, L-A, and she said, yeah, that's right. I said, you know, that's a beautiful name. Like, how come I've never heard that name before? Sharla. And uh, she agreed. It's uh, it's one her mother picked for her, but uh, it's not a common name, but it's a nice name. Uh, she was just back from London, having worked in, I guess, a similar field of advertising promotion. Uh, just, uh, I guess, really what I want to, what I want to talk about is what a wonderful night I had last night. And and I, I say that with some hesitancy because I, I don't want these things to sound like a bragging. Oh, look what I did. I had more fun than you. Ha ha. <laughs> no, that, that is not my point. What my point is, I want you to know that when you're 74, 75 years old, creeping up there, 
you know, the body kicking back a little, you can still go out and have a good time. And uh, you don't give up. You still you still keep at it. It's still a life to enjoy and new experiences to, to have and to share. And uh, adventures and just good fun. And I know it, it, it can seem otherwise. I mean, I was talking to somebody... In the first bar I... Well, no, the second bar I went to last night. I, I'm doing this... I'm jumping around a bit, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I started off at the Sauce on Danforth because I saw there was going to be a musician, Johnny Never, and had one beer in the sauce and decided... Uh, with John Meadows, by the way. Took a few pictures and decided, no, this bar is... I'm not going to invest time here. And John had already recommended going next door to the Wren, W-R-E-N, and uh, I did, and boy, that just turned the evening around because I had a lot more fun at the Wren. Um, shall I keep going? I suppose so. That's what I guess I'm going to do. Now, before coming, uh, I took a bite, or at some point or other, maybe it was in the uh, sauce, I took about half a gummy or a bite from one of the gummies I'd bought. They're quite big. And I know from experience that, my God, half of one of those gummies is going to set you up for hours. Well, so I had what I thought was less than half a gummy. But, uh, boy, it sure kicked in. And then I nibbled a little bit more, and I also had a couple of puffs off of Jay. So I was, um, I guess I could use the expression flying high last night. Uh, in, In a fun way. Now... Perhaps not everybody's idea of fun. I do get a little chatty. I do get a little chatty. (laughs) This might be coming across as a warning. Um, But, by God. The first part was sitting... I had that... One of the things that comes with old age, too, is scouting out seats and finding out where you want to be sitting because your time is, is limited... You don't want to be sitting in a seat that's just not right for you. So it it happened last night when we went into the bar and I met John there and we moved. He was sitting towards the back and the music was loud. And I really didn't like the chair I was sitting in. It was too low. It was dark. And, you know, just brought up the idea of possibly moving and John agreed. And we sat at the bar and, and that was just a better decision. And I guess that's the point, right? If you're not satisfied with where you're sitting, and I know... You know, when you're young, you're not thinking about sitting. You're standing. You could stand all night in a bar at a, at a dance hall or club. It didn't matter. You get old, you want to be sitting. And um, so you want to choose carefully. And so we moved up to the bar. They had better seats and a better view. We took pictures of the glassware and my hat and uh, fresh beer, nice photos. And continued our chat side by side at the bar. And it was much, much, much nicer. So, into the bar next door, the Wren, sitting at the bar, and there were two young ladies uh, sitting on the, it forms an L shape, and they were sort of sitting on the short side of the L, and when they got up, I realized, ooh, that's the seat I want. It had a back to it, it swiveled, and it was sort of facing the length of the bar, and somebody else was moving towards it at exactly the same time. But I think as soon as he saw my cane, he knew I outranked him. You know, in terms of, okay, who who's if, you, if you're there at the same time, the old guy with the cane is going to get first dibs. And, of course, I took it. 
And uh, Ben spent the rest of the evening talking to the same person, uh, got his whole life story, and uh, he's also in the advertising business. Uh, and it was fun. It was just, you know, talking to a stranger and just making things work. And by then, you know, on to my second beer in that bar, and the beer was good, by the way. Uh, I highly recommend the Wren on Danforth near Greenwood. Um, he, um, where were we now? They just, the, the the gummy started kicking in. So his course, his story got all that much more interesting, as happens when you're high. And you want to engage, and, and I'm learning to put the brakes on my own stories. You don't need to tell everybody you're in Nigeria, you're in Japan, you're in, you know, all this stuff. I, I, too Much to my discredit, I haul out, you know, like, you know, showing off. It's like jewelry I wear, you know. So I'm I'm trying, folks. Believe me, I'm trying to get better at that. Just hear the other person's story. You don't need to compare. You got nothing to prove. You don't have to sort of play this game of of figuring out what the ranks of you know the relative ranks of are people. No, no, no. So anyway, gosh, that sounded a little defensive, didn't it? But I, it is the case that I am trying to make. Ken, it's not all about you. Uh, you got nothing more to prove listen to other people and get their story. And that's what I tried. Okay? All right. Can we move on? Um, I realized on my third beer there, fourth beer of the night, and he had just ordered his gin after several beer, that this gentleman was on his way to getting drunk, and maybe now would be a good time to leave. I think we had had our conversation, and, uh, yeah. And I didn't want to follow you know, I had, I had had my choice. I enjoyed each of the beer. Time to cut my losses. And by this point, I'm hearing music. Well, remember, I first went to the sauce on Danforth because they said Johnny Never was going to be playing at 7 o'clock. Well, it turned out Johnny Never was playing out on the sidewalk. And the Wren and the sauce are right next to each other. They share exactly the same space. So I leave the bar, and I look over, and I there's no music playing now, but I'd heard it earlier, and I see these three guys who have to be, one of them has to be Johnny Never, and of course I pick the guy in the black cowboy shirt with the skulls on it, that's got to be Johnny Never, and another guy who looks really familiar wearing a hat, and, and it turns out that was Fabian, former bartender of the um, uh, Only Cafe. And Fabian's up there playing bass. That was his gig. And then the drummer. So these three guys. And there's one empty chair. And these are the big, you know, the Adirondack or uh, what do you call them? What do, we, what do Canadians call Adirondack chairs? Anyway, these great big red things along the sidewalk. And I see an empty one and I've got my cane and I just look at these three guys and I pull my line. And this is when, you know, I'm getting good at this kind of thing. I've mentioned this before. It's just, it was just like the same vibe from Mossport. You can talk to strangers. You can just you know, present yourself in a nice way that people are going to enjoy your company. And I'm, I'm, I can be good at that when I'm on. And I was on last night. Believe me, I was on. And, uh, of course, you guys don't mind if an old man takes a seat for a bit, you know, making it sound like I just need to catch my breath. And, of course, I was there all night. <laughs> it was like the Mossport when I sat at the, the head table for the, uh, the the people sponsoring the band at the time when I got up and uh, danced for my beer. Uh, the very same game. 
and so I ended up sitting beside the drummer, telling him about my drums. We compared notes. We talked about the Ludwig Speed King pedal and how great it was. <laughs> and then they got up and played, and man, they were so good. They really rocked. Um, and I guess not. Now, Johnny never, when you go on his Facebook uh, or look him up online, He's a Delta blues singer, and boy, he's got a CD, which I haven't bought yet, but I'm thinking I probably will buy if I can justify the the $20 of Nalco's money. Um, he is really good. I, I mean, on the CD, he's amazing, amazing. He's got a record. And and, and anyway, that wasn't what they were playing last night, because this was sort of like a pickup band with... Uh, um, you know, Fabian on bass and this drummer and another guy who was my bartender from the sauce comes out holding a guitar and he's playing. So suddenly there's this connection to all these people. And I, and I sort of introduce myself and then a woman shows up who's also working for Kate Lakes Brewery. Uh, oh, I just mentioned her, didn't I, Sharla? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just part of this group. I'm in there. This is my place. This is where I belong. These are the people. These are my friends, you know. And God damn, that is such a good feeling. And and I know it's exaggerated because you're high and you're buzzed and you're just, you know, everything is interesting. And But so what? I came home and, uh, you know, and great, you know, get off and get on the subway at Greenwood. Uh, catch the uh, subway to uh, Warden, take the number nine bus, walk down the street, and sure enough, my cat walks up the sidewalk to greet me, and I'm home. And how wonderful is that to have a cat greet you on your walk home the way a dog would? Rolls over on the sidewalk, asks me to pat her belly, and then follows me up the steps to get into the house. Um, and normally, I would just sort of shout a good night through my son's closed door. And instead went into his room, well, went in at his invitation, and sat in his bed and told him about my evening, and told him how much how nice it was to get high and have a night out. And had some, you know, real conversation with him. It was it was good. It was it was a step I've been trying to take for a few days, and it took that little boost of being a little bit high to uh, eliminating the the barriers, the, uh, what do you call them, the filters, you know, just to have an open talk. And that made the evening just that much more perfect. So I'm doing my best to share it with you now. Uh, A lot of pictures taken. I really thought the drummer was a cool guy in his shades and long white hair. Uh, Fabian was very cool, rocking the bass. And uh, Johnny Never was quite a character. I think my final words were, man, you look beautiful, or something like that. He was sporting this black cowboy shirt that cost 150 bucks. Um, just good fun. I, I know I, I gave a rather lengthy um, farewell speech, and uh, Fabian, to his credit, said, don't worry, I know, I've known Ken for a long time. And that's kind of an honor when the bartender and the bass player knows who you are. And I, and I, I felt like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm a, I'm a somebody here. Scarborough Dude's a somebody on the Danforth. You know, I've got my home in the, in the, the only cafe. I, I feel, you know, what's the expression? I've arrived. That's not exactly it. I belong. Yeah. 
I'm a somebody, yeah. So, I know this sounds, again, like just bragging, but it's... Okay, the whole point of this goddamn story is I could have stayed home yesterday, and I knew something just kept telling me, no, man, even from Thursday night, no, Ken, you got to go out tomorrow. you gotta, you got to make that effort. you got to just, you know, go out and get high, get out of the house. Just, you know, you don't need to stay at home on this Friday. Get out. Just go. And let Nalcolo send her a text and said, no, I won't be home for supper. Here I am on the Danforth. And um, she's fine with that. She's happy. My son was pleased that I went out and, uh, and you know, all is good. So the, the point being, you do, this inertia can sit in. It's easy to, you get older and, oh, maybe I'll just not do it. And every once in a while, you got to give yourself that little extra push. No, I know it'll be good. If I go out, I'm going to have a good time. And in particularly going out alone. At the last minute, I texted John. And it just happened that his wife was going out, and so she was able to drop him off at the um, at the sauce. So we were able to meet up for one beer anyway, and that's always good catching up with our good friend John Meadows. And here I am now with a letter I just received. Did I already tell you this part? A, an aerogram I just received from Dave Olson in, uh, is it Okayama he's in? Yep. In Japan, Dave Olson. Some of you, some of you will know that name. Not many, I don't think. Uh, a character who's had far more adventures than uh, I've had and ever will have. Uh, hit with some mysterious illnesses in the past and uh, paid his dues and now married and has a two-year-old son and is living, settled in a village in Japan. It is a very, very cool way to uh, carry on his story. Um, he was a somebody. He is a somebody, I said was, because a lot of those crazy travel adventures, uh, and I think he he was he just put out on a lot of information and stories and videos and pictures and writings and poems and and podcasts. You know, I mean, it's just he's got a history far richer and deeper than mine, and uh, so it's an honor to get a very nice typewritten. Aerogram in the mail from him uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's an added bonus. Scarbadoo gonna sign off now from uh, Cedar Grove or Cedar Brook Park. I'm gonna take a little more of a walk and uh, maybe have one more sit on that favorite bench in the shade and uh, make my way home. Bye for now. Oh, did I tell you? I need a bag to carry my recorder and all the stuff, and I finally went downstairs and found. My least favorite Nigerian bag, leather bag, that I brought back from Nigeria. Had it shipped back with all my cushions and everything else. And it may be the perfect bag uh, for my little trips downtown. But I don't want a heavy one, but I want to be able to carry my recorder and everything else. And everything fit in here quite beautifully. And so uh, it was taken off the wall where it was hanging and is now being used. My Nigerian leather bag. Scarborough Dude with his walking poles signing off. Bye for now. Well, it seems so wrong Now that you're gone And all the whiskey's worn off And the memories I have Times in the bed, it just seemed like a shot in the dark.
call you up to go pick up my stuff. Why do you act so cold? You know it wasn't so long when you and I were so strong, but now I'm just facing the crowd. So out of hand How could I be such a fool Now that you're gone And I'm all alone I just sit here Feeling so stoned song I wrote. Hope you liked it. Uh, I have so many different starting points today. Um, I'm just not sure sure, sure where to go. I'll start with um, the father and his two sons with a, a bag of bread or something feeding the ducks and the geese. Uh, and this is right where the sign says, please don't feed the birds. I, I read that out last time. And, there, you know, it's got shows like a goose and, uh, you know, the X through, you know, a bag of food or whatever. And I'm just not moved to tell them not to. I'm sitting, I mean, they're just very close to me. They just got out of their car. I knew what they were doing. And... I don't know what to make of it. Like, should I care as a citizen? Should I go and enforce the park rules and say, hey, you're not supposed to do that? 
And of course they'd ignore me, you know. And it would maybe spoil the time they're having. The geese don't seem to mind. I don't see any great harm done. It's not like littering or, you know, throwing glass on the pavement or, or, you know, something where you have to speak up. Well, even littering sometimes. It depends who they are. I mean, you just might get your face bashed in. I mean, that shouldn't be a reason. Well, no, it is a very good reason for not uh, challenging somebody. But I guess nobody really sees the sign, and, and it's a thing people have been doing for generations. Oh, the big smiles on them. They're, you know, I would say English is not their first language. But, hey, they're living here. They drove here. Surely they know. They're, they're, they're having fun with the geese sort of following after them. Like, this is really, this is really exciting. <sighs> it's bothering me, but I, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> oh, what would you do, Jesus? You know what would what would Christ do? Christ say, "Hey, come on, man. They're they're not hurting anybody. They they think they're doing a nice thing." God damn it, eh? <laughs> I didn't want to get stuck on that, but now I'm preoccupied by it. Like, damn, it's shaping my whole fucking morning. Because I got, I guess I got a big bag. They're still at it. Jesus. All right, moving on. I got a McDonald's coffee here. Um, I have never had a problem that I can remember using the McDonald's apps for, you know, offers. Normally you can get a small coffee, iced coffee for a dollar. But here I got a large iced coffee for a dollar. And all you do is click on the offer and it gives you a number. And so tell this, you know, first of all, just tell this number. And it's in big, black, bold letters. Four digits, easy to see on your phone. You just tell them that and they know what to do. You know, so much easier than fucking Tim Hortons ever was. All right, moving on. Uh, what was I here to talk about? I'm at Bluffers Park. Uh, kind of a mixed bag day. It, it, was, it gets a bit sunny and then a bit of cloud rolls in and... Doesn't really matter. I'm I'm here in avoidance, and the avoidance is as long as I'm recording a podcast, I feel okay. I've done something today, I, and I've told you this before. You've heard this routine. I, I was planning at one point to visit a sort of a retirement home today just to have the tour, a guided tour. I would have had to have been there at quarter to 11 and, uh, you know, the morning was a slow start and I had to watch. I'm up to ep- season eight of um, Homeland. I'm kind of glad I'm coming to the end. It's time to finish. I don't think I enjoyed season seven as much as the others, but um, yeah, I got to be done. I got to let this thing go, but uh, that'll probably be by this weekend anyway. I will have seen all of them, if not tonight. <sighs> but this thing to visit, it, it's like my wife wants me to get my name in. I found out I've got my name in for a two-bedroom apartment by 2025. And if I don't take the offer, then my name goes back to the bottom of the list and I start all over. 
And this is a place, uh, well, I won't give the name, but it's a place in Scarborough with different levels of assistance. So you're going to have independent apartment. That's great. Uh, no idea what the cost is. And then you move on to sort of some assisted living. You can get meals if you want them. They'd have exercise programs and things you can join. Uh, you can you can sort of maybe decide the level of support you need. This is for, you know, for any physical disabilities. And then a step beyond that where, yeah, it's full sort of care, like a nursing home. Uh, and now uncle thinks it's a good idea for me to have my name in there. Uh, every time I see a man... This is related. It's not a new story. Going down the street, pushing one of those walkers, you know, with the wheels, the handbrakes. I'm seeing myself, and I and it's it's not a pleasant feeling because they just fucking look old. Uh, and when you see somebody looks old, you also think, well, that brain's fucking not working either. They're just not only are they old and pushing this walker, but they're they're you know, it's not even they might not even be worth talking to because. They're going to just say, yeah, nice day, and uh, you won't get much more out of them. And it's sad. That's that's a bias, clearly, you know, toward against. That's ageism, because I don't feel I'm going to be like that. Hey, talk to me, and uh, especially if I'm high. Hey, we're going to have a conversation, buddy. But it's just that feeling. Anyway, it's it's looking into the future and how much further you have to look. And there's this huge gap between Naoko and I, who is Naoko's teaching exercises to seniors. She's up there doing all these things uh, with this 14-year age gap. And here's me. God, I I need to get in an exercise class, one where you can do it sitting in your chair. You don't even have to stand. Ugh. Ugh. Do I even want to go on any further with this? I don't think so. Change a topic. I don't think we're done without. Anyway, I didn't go today. I just know I, you know, I, I wanted to watch another episode of Homeland, and um, the beginning of the movie, three-hour movie about the war in the Pacific called In Harm's Way with Kirk Douglas and John Wayne, which I've never seen, and uh, you know, I want to watch that. But it's I don't watch Japanese war movies when. Nalco was in the room. Uh, it's just, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. And, you know, that's a very reasonable thing on my part. It just, hey, uh, it probably wouldn't be a pleasant experience for her, especially depending on how the Japanese are portrayed, of course, but it's usually not very nice. You know, March to Bataan or any of these things, my God. So, uh, yeah, that's for my own time. I guess I'm at this point where, well, I've been for quite a while. I'm not doing a whole lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I, the first opening, I guess, to this podcast was about that wonderful Friday night. Now, tomorrow I'm back to the only to meet uh, my friend Jeff, who uh, used to be uh, my right-hand man when I was president of the Canada-Japan Society. Basically, Jeff ran that organization. He just didn't want to be president until I finally stepped down, and he was. But his dream was to um, go to Japan and marry a Japanese woman, and that's exactly what he did. It's kind of wonderful when people sort of know what they want, and they go out there and they get it. And that's what he did. 
so anyway, he's visiting Canada, so we'll meet up with him, and it's always good to connect with friends, and of course, that's another excuse to drink beer and get high, which I kind of like. Well, I wonder why... <laughs> I wonder why I sounded a little different, and it's because I've got the earbuds in, but it's not plugged in. (laughs) There we go, to the recorder. (laughs) Oh, that's dangerous. When you start laughing like that, when I start giggling, uh, that's probably not healthy either. (laughs) Because it's not that funny, Ken. Um, I was looking for the chocolate milk today, and it wasn't in the spot where I always put it. And you know, my first reaction, ah, for Christ's sake, God damn it, where's the chocolate milk? Well, it was like two spaces over on the same shelf. It just wasn't in the exact same place. So I had to post a tweet about that. I uh, thought I'd, I'd post it. Here, I'll read it to you, what I posted and what I can remember. Question. Oh, no, answer. WTF, double exclamation mark. Uh, question. What do old people shout when something isn't in the exact same place it was the last time they used it? So there you go. Not all that funny, but I I have to share these things. This is the other thing. The people I know my age aren't on Twitter, aren't on Instagram, aren't on Facebook, or very rarely. And that's something else that separates me a little bit from other people my age. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I certainly understand their reasons why they aren't. And uh, I'm kind of addicted, but it it sort of goes with my personality. I'm always wanting this interconnectivity. Interconnectivity. Gee, if I could remember that, um, that would be a good title. Let's see if we can do it without sort of stopping the talking. All right, so let's go. We're looking for our notes. We're looking for, under the notes, the category Dixon Janes. We're looking for number 905, which is this one. And um, we're going to hit the recorder and we're going to say interconnectivity. Ooh. Thank you. Oops. Got it. Good. All right. That was simple. Gee, that was like uh, working the, uh, the McDonald's app. It was that easy. So there's our title, Interconnectivity. Now, I better back that up with uh, talking about it. Uh, So this is one way of doing it through the podcast, but there's not really much in the inter, is there, or even the connect. I'm out there throwing my voice out to you. Oh, speaking of which, I haven't mentioned my good friend Kenneth for quite a while because Kenneth has not been podcasting. And I probably, in the last episode or even the one before that, was a little concerned when I hadn't heard, because up to then I was hearing at least every single day. And uh, suddenly, bam, radio silence. Um, he's fallen in love. There, I'm just going to put it out there. That's all. I'm just going to say it. nothing else. I don't know anything other than that. And uh, promises, as of today, which is Wednesday, uh, July what, uh, 27th, um, that he'll um, he'll be podcasting again. So I'm curious to... Uh, to find out a little more, but I'll just leave it at that. We're just glad to know that he is okay and soundingly like much better than okay, like even better than a okay. So uh, there you go. In case you were wondering, which I doubt many of you were, but I was. Okay, listen, 
I'm going to stop it here right now because I think I'm I'm just kind of entering a silly zone, and I don't think uh, you or myself really need that. We need we need some substance here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause. All right, bye for now. This is uh, just moments later, and I'm sitting on a bench with uh, the remains of my iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, right where the boats come in, I just watched a guy driving his boat just perfectly, standing up. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't measure the boat. I don't know. Not a big one, but uh, the way he just drove it right up onto the trailer where his buddy was waiting to to wind it in just amazing just didn't miss didn't have to stop correct or anything just aimed right at it i'm getting that way with my road trek when i uh, drive at home i need to be lined up right on the very edge of our pavement uh close by the neighbor neighbor's property but can't go on the grass and uh, i always now just get sort of get it in one motion of just knowing i come I know which direction to come in, so I'm making a wide turn, and uh, I just nail it, and that's good. <laughs> God damn, this stupid giggling of mine. its that, I don't think that's a good sign. Nice to be happy and bubbly and light, but uh, you can also sound, or I can also sound a bit airheaded, and I didn't, that's not something I wanted. And I don't want to be remembered for. Oh yeah, I remember Ken. He was he was that guy. I was giggling. Okay. Anyway, listen. Um, I try to include news stories when I do these podcasts, just to give the the background, what's going on. And this week, it's all been about the Pope's visit to uh, give apologies to the native people for the wrongs committed. Uh, at the residential homes by the Catholic Church, and this has been in the news for a very long time, and it's it's taken a long time and a lot of work for people to go over and say, "Hey, you've got to come and make apologies." So we are now. Uh, he's in Quebec City today, and then we'll be returning. So it was a six-day visit, uh, part in Edmonton, old big mass, and then another special spiritual place for the uh, Native people. And what's been interesting about it is the mixed feelings of the of the uh, native people some forgiving and very glad and they are still catholic and glad that he's said those words and made the effort 
and others that, hey, it's not enough. And while he apologized on behalf of a few men who did it, he didn't, it wasn't an apology coming from the entire Catholic Church for the overall wrong they did, not just here in Canada, but in all of the colonization. Uh, basically, the uh, what some refer to as almost a genocide of, um, you know, the idea of the residential schools was to take the Indian out of the native people and, and make them useful, working Canadian citizens. And um, many, many children suffered. Many, I mean, the biggest issue, of course, is the the unmarked graves of the many children who died while at these residential schools, forcibly taken from their families. And um, the the abuse, the physical and mental and sexual abuse of so many of uh, children, boys and girls. And that's where the real anger lies. And it's and the people who are scarred to this day from what they suffered as children. And those are the ones. And some of their calls, you know, sometimes you hear a call, we just need money. Uh, a lot, anytime there is a, there's a problem, a lot of groups will shout out, just give us money. Um, but the wiser voices, which I've been hearing, are saying we need uh, specifically money to do things like maybe to help bring back our language. You know, start paying for some of the stuff so that you can actually have reconciliation, which is the key word here. Um, help us regain some of who we were by, by you know, giving back, helping us take back our language. There was a chief from what I used to know as Cognawaga, which is across from Montreal, um, but it's pronounced quite differently and spelled differently. Kanawake, I think. It's got even, even a different pronunciation. Anyway, the chief, uh, which is uh, a, a Chief Ross Montour, was on CBC, Council of uh, Kanawake Chief, and why he is not attending the um, mass and the gathering in, in Quebec City, even though he is Catholic. I think he said that. It doesn't matter. Um, because they are not going far enough in, and deep enough in the apology to actually own up to really what was the mission. And the mission was to convert, to subvert, to make use of uh, these people for financial gain, of course, and um, basically to to force them into Christianity and accepting these beliefs and de- destroying their way of life. Now, I know this is a, a really a, a sensitive topic, and, and I'm not a person to speak about it because I am ill-informed. And in fact, truthfully, I was tuning it out. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Pope. I understand why some people would get very bored with CBC or very annoyed with CBC, for carrying on gushing when a member of the royal family visits Canada. And now I see CBC doing the same thing over the papal visit. And um, I'm just, you know, uh, I've sort of tuned it out as much as possible, but you can't. As soon as you tune on the, turn on the news in Canada, that's what you're going to get. But I was moved today by hearing this man speak and a couple of others uh, who are not really in a forgiving mood. No, this is not enough. To come here and say, I'm sorry, doesn't make things right. 
that's only a start. Uh, a lot of people say you have lists of the priests who are there who are guilty of the abuse. You know who these people are, and they're sort of hiding them. Uh, you know that you have the lists of the children who maybe died or were there. You have a lot more information, and there is a whole lot more the Catholic Church could do. And um, I think the Catholic Church, of course, just wants to make this a feel-good visit. Isn't it nice the Pope came and uh, accepted their gifts and gave his blessings? And that's not. So anyway, that's. I don't have much more to say about that. I don't. I'm not very in, well informed, but I was impressed with uh, the clarity uh, that some of the some of the people had. You know, the, the the way they voiced their their concerns. Okay, enough said, Ken. I guess that's it. I'll stop there. That makes adds up to about a twenty minute clip. So. Uh, Scarborough dude, looking forward to a, a day out tomorrow. You may hear from me again. Uh, sitting here, uh, enjoying the idleness of uh, being able to uh, sit with a coffee on a bench in Buffers Park and uh, not have to worry about too, too much, even though I probably should be. Bye for now. Fade out that gentleman. That is Mr. Lou Reed. Um, there was a nice combination just a few minutes ago, and it was Satellite of Love, uh, the song, and My Caramel Sunday from uh, McDonald's. I decided that was the one thing I needed. Didn't need coffee, didn't need iced coffee. I need a caramel sundae. Uh, boy, oh boy, they're good. $2, and it's just... Yeah, soft ice cream and caramel, you know, you can't go wrong. But uh, anyway, it is Friday, and i got to bring this baby to a halt. I don't have my iPhone with me, so I can't tell you the date or the time. I think it's the 29th of July, right at the end for sure. Uh, there's a huge festival going on in Thompson Park, so I could not park in Thompson Park. Um, they've got the Rib Fest all weekend. So, like a food thing going on. And then the place where I normally park was an entire fairground set up, like with rides and everything for the kids. It's huge. These things are put on, I don't know whether it's Kiwanis or one of those groups, uh, has an annual rib fest. And I guess it was canceled the past couple of years, but it's, uh, it's back and bigger than ever. And uh, I probably won't be going. It's, I mean, parking is crazy. I'd have to walk a very long way to get here. Now, in the old days, I'd just ride my bike, but uh, can't do that. So, anyway, let's uh, leave that aside. I was out again last night, and by the time I got home at 11.30, I had a pounding, splitting, agonizing headache, which I rarely ever get. And there, I could not find any Tylenol or anything in the house for uh, headache, pain relief. Uh, and fortunately, I was able to eventually drift off to sleep. And when I woke up this morning, I was fine. So that was lucky. I attribute it to one particular beer. I had five beer last night. Now, that's over my limit. 
and they weren't all full pints. I, I was going, I was getting halves towards the end, but their half is a very generous portion, just a little, just a bit cheaper than the full, but it's uh, it's a lot of beer anyway. And I started off right. Uh, this is the only cafe, of course. I was there to meet our good friend. You used to know him as Etobicoke Joe. Etobicoke Joe was back in town. Etobicoke Joe uh, left Canada five years ago and uh, set up a shop in Japan. That was his lifelong dream. And has recently married a lovely young Japanese woman. And uh, has a nice job, and he works from home, teaching uh, business English from his computer, and seemed a very happy camper. So here's a gentleman, uh, and I salute anybody who can do this, have a dream and carry it out to fulfillment. And that's uh, exactly what he did. So we had a chance to meet his wife, who was a very quiet... Didn't say a whole lot, but she had lived in Canada before, and so she had English. She could manage. Uh, but just sort of maybe some of that Japanese reticence. I don't know. Uh, but lovely time. And, of course, the lovely Lisa was with us and uh, Mr. John Meadows, your friend and mine. So it was a really it just the, the only is such a great place. Now, something happened, which has never happened while we've been there. A group of younger people uh, of a different ethnicity, um, and I don't even know what it was. I just know they were speaking a different language. I didn't look. Set up a shop in the table beside us, and they were so GD loud, that means goddamn loud, that we had to leave. We had to move. But fortunately, there were picnic tables outside. The only cafe is now expanded and has not only is it three rooms large now, but there's a whole slew of picnic tables. So we got a fabulous one, and it was a perfect evening. And uh, Lisa and I were there till uh, 11 o'clock anyway, um, closing off the night with uh, a couple of ciders. And uh, just a good conversation about uh, the meaning of friendship and uh, people's lives and having, you know, just 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 about life, a sharing time. So that was, uh, was kind of nice. But uh, it eventually, it was when I had that sour daiquiri something. I don't know what was in it, but I just know that was, the, I zeroed in, that was the beer that did it. Because none of the others, and it's happened before, once when I can remember, and I knew right away, I bet you it was that particular beer. Anyway, we're fine, okay? Um, I'm heading off. We're heading off. Now, Uncle and I are heading off tomorrow for Kingston, and I'm very happy about that to see our dear, dear friends, Alvin and Brady. So I've realized this is going to be a summer of little trips here and there. So that'll be Kingston. Next weekend will be uh, Windsor, Ontario. The weekend after that will be Hamilton, Ontario. And somewhere in there, I'm going to get a visit into Port Hope, which is where the lovely Lisa lives. And um, who knows where else? And, of course, we've had a visit to Russell, Ontario. And uh, so, you know, it's been uh, it's been good. It's just a different summer than what originally had all these plans for a, a large-scale maritime trip. And I'm very... Relieved and kind of glad. It's like lifting of a burden. No, they don't have to do any of that. Now, 
And I, I can't even imagine now. And I guess it was anybody with a crystal bar who could see into the future would have known that's not going to happen. The people you were planning on traveling with, um, with Evan Brent, aren't prepared. And it's not the right time for them. Uh, coincidentally, the CD I'm playing now... Sugar Punk Fairy came and hit the streets. Looking for soul food and a place to eat. Went to the Apollo. You should have seen him go, go, go. They said, hey, sugar, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. All right. And this is the song in particular that Debbie's brother Glenn introduced me to. I remember the first time he played it. He loved it. And uh, it turned us all on to uh, Lou Reed. (laughs) So uh, this is kind of special. It's the one CD I reached into the road trek and said, no, I need one for the Toyota. I need a CD. Let's get Lou Reed today. So Dedicate that song to my dearly departed, very good friend, Glenn. Uh, Just another loss for the community. And a reminder to all of us, make good of the time you have. So, uh, yeah. All right. You know, I I don't have anything else to go. I don't have anything else to say. I don't, I left my phone behind, so I don't even have notes. Gosh, could I wing it for a few minutes? Could I just... Make stuff up as I go along? Let's try, okay? Let's see what I come up with. It's really hard. <laughs> because I got nothing. I just, I'm just, I kind of in a numb state. Um, I just, you know, the highlight of the day is very often the time I spend with Yuki, my cat. And uh, I know we, we've been through this before. Uh, anybody who doesn't know pets doesn't really understand that. But my goodness, they just make themselves so adorable when she curls up. All right, all right, sorry. All right, lift that track off. No, we're not going to talk about the cat, Cam. Come on. Give them something substantial. Um, this papal visit, it's concluding today. I think he's going up to Nunavut. Uh, the whole thing, I mean, you can't undo what's happened. You can recognize history and and wrongdoings 
with the hope that uh, this won't be repeated in the future, that we'll learn from our mistakes. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who just don't even see this as a mistake. Hey, you know, uh, this doctrine of, uh, you know, having the religion of Christianity and being from so-called civilized nations gave you the right to take over all these lands occupied, already occupied by people. Uh, and that's pretty questionable, but how do you, you, you can't undo and reverse, you can try and make up for the wrongs. And it, it's, when I hear the things, uh, like I was saying about people, well, we want money so we can have schools, we can teach our children the, the Cree language, for example, or something that's clearly beneficial uh, trades in, in native crafts, even in terms of the some of the beautiful things they've made in terms of the weaving and so on, and and revitalizing parts of the culture. You know that's 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 money well spent and and fair and so on. It's not just a question of buying people off with money, people who were harmed and destroyed and hurt by this. Uh, but uh, again, I'm not a, a well-informed person, so we're going to park that topic too, lift the needle off that track. What's left, my dear, dear wife? Um, I was I, I had a, a talk with people at the table last night because I'd had a, a gummy and, and felt the need to share some of the, the kinds of communication problems that can still happen that are, are not just male and female, but cultural, the difference between maybe a Japanese approach to doing something and a, you know, I would call it Canadian approach, which is sometimes a little more direct, a little more bold, uh, maybe a little less sensitive. Um, but we learn. We go on and we learn and we explore these things. And I guess the conclusion of my story is, wow, what used to take a long time to sort of heal or, or put behind us, I it feels like... We're able to resolve conflicts much quicker. I'm talking about my wife and I, and that, of course, is part of any marriage. And it's just that I just hope I have enough time to continue to learn and uh, be understanding, be compassionate and be loving and uh, be all the things that are are good to be. Because, um, I don't know, sometimes, you know, you, you get on this track of just doing what's good for you. And uh, you got to do that too, to some extent. But it's you got to think of others. God damn, this is oh, this is the worst bit of trite I have handed you yet. Good to know uh, our friend Kenneth is back podcasting. We heard one episode, and uh, I understand there will be more till all is revealed. Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, the churchyard at St. Andrew's Cemetery. Hope you have a, uh, a good next week or whatever the week it is that you're uh, living in. And some of you uh, I'll be seeing at uh, MMPR in Hamilton in a couple of weeks. How is that? Woohoo! Oh, yeah! So uh, keep that in mind and let's have an official closing here. Bye-bye!